Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Living the Dream podcast. Today, we have Eric Bedell, who is a holistic personal development coach on the podcast. So we're going to get to hear a lot about him, his goals, his dreams, and what he does. So Eric, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Happy to have you on. And we Yeah, like to, thank you. Yeah, yeah. And so we like to jump right in. And so if you could just start with telling us a little bit about you and some of the stuff you like to do for fun. Okay, I can handle that. Um, well, I'm uh, kind of like we were just chatting about real quick. Like I am born and bred in New York, uh, grew up on Long Island. Uh, we got two sisters, um, great family support. Actually, I got super, super close with everybody again during the pandemic. Both my sisters gave birth. I got a brand new niece and nephew. It's been a highlight for me. Um, my girlfriend and I live in Brooklyn now. Um, been here for a couple of years. I have been, I've bounced around. I've probably held like close to two, two dozen jobs in my life. And I think that's what allows me to be like the, the best coach that I can be, which is my full-time gig now. Um, it allows me to, I think, be able to connect with people, uh, a wider group of people on a deeper level, just having so many bizarre and awesome life experiences to kind of like uh, pair with some of the knowledge around the technical knowledge of, of coaching and the psychological background that I have. And um, yeah, maybe that's a, maybe that's a good place to start. You, you said some of the things I like to do too. Yeah. Some things you like to do for fun. Oh man. I'm, I'm, I love to, I've, I've been playing drums for a little over 20 years. I've been a touring musician for 15 of those. Um, I love to cook. I love to ride bikes, man. I love to, uh, and I'm, I've been, since I found strength training, that's been like a big passion of mine. That's what kind of led me into being a coach, uh, in a weird way. And, um, yeah, I don't know lately, but just been doing, doing a lot of cooking. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> awesome. Hey, cooking is great because one, it's healthy food Two, If you get good at it, it's good food. So yeah, that's fantastic. Um, okay. So you told us, that now you're a coach, you've held two dozen jobs. Tell us a little bit more about what you do as a coach. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I think it varies from client to client, but the, the general, uh, the general process and, and, and mission are, you know, to empower people to, to like be able to hold that space and ask the right questions and really listen on a deep level. Um, so that I can empower people to aim in the best direction for themselves, figure out what that direction is, aim there and figure out how they can take action to move in that direction. Um, I think a lot of the, a lot of the process of coaching is just getting people to believe that they are capable of moving in that direction. Um, so that's like a, that's a big piece of it. And I think, uh, there's so much stuff that comes along with it, but, um, I think it really comes down to, to being able to listen and, uh, and hold that space for people to explore what it is they really, they maybe haven't explored before or haven't thought of it in a certain way, a certain way, you know, get offered a different perspective. Uh, that's kind of, that's the, that's the general gist there, I think. Gotcha. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love helping people like become the best version of themselves, you know, knock down some of those barriers that are holding them back from doing the Definitely. thing they want to do. And, uh, yep. So I fully support everything that you do. <laughs> Appreciate that. I mean, that's kind of, you know, that's, that's at least the, the, my observe, my observation of your mission here is, is doing a similar thing, like having people come on to inspire others to do, to do what they wish to do. And so definitely. I, yeah, absolutely. It's like inspiring others and um, also sometimes inspiring themselves. Like I'm totally open to people who, you know, are kind of feeling aimless and then we just talk through it on the show and get them going. Um, I love that. So haven't had any of those guests yet, but I'm waiting, <laughs> I'm waiting for one. <laughs> They're coming. Somebody's listening to this right now. 
and they're going to be like, you know what? I could use that. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, okay. Tell us a little bit about your motivation and why you're getting up just day to day and what keeps you going. Ooh, that's big, man. Um, I mean, I've, I think maybe I'll start with a little context of like really how it got into coaching. Cause I think that's probably the biggest thing that gets me up every day now. Um, like I, when I was younger, I struggled with my weight. I was a really, I was an obese kid. Um, I struggled with disordered eating once I realized that, you know, oh, people don't like me because I'm heavy, so I must be thin. That's like the move. And so I battled that for for about two years. Um, finally got the help I needed then, at least to level, but it was an ongoing body image uh, battle for, for many years until I found strength training. And that was kind of like the thing that allowed me to, to like, put my feet under me and, uh, and figure out how I could manage myself, my physical self in a much healthier way. Um, and so that kind of like informed me chasing this whole like physical pursuit. Meanwhile, like kind of simultaneously, once I figured out strength training, I was also going to college for psychology and sociology. And I like really just, I just went into it. I'd always been interested in how the mind works and why people do what they do. And um, pairing that with associate, right? Like pairing that with sociology and, um, I guess, let's see how I'm going to try to tie these together where after I got out of school, I was close to, um, to going to grad school, but I decided like, I wanted to chase, I wanted to live my dream. That was like huge in the moment, which was to be a touring musician. So that's all I did for about a year and a half. I held like a part-time job at home. I just lived on the road. Um, and I just played everywhere and every, anywhere that we, we could I still do that, but couldn't deal with that lifestyle anymore. So came home, bounced around a bunch of different jobs, um, ended up getting back into full-time personal training and kind of as a result of that, realized that I was, I was like getting reconnected with, uh, my psychological background and the coaching training that I had already gone through. And so kind of like all these and bringing that into the space of like helping people, uh, you know, in a, in a physical health way, kind of all just came back together. And I realized that, uh, that's all I wanted to spend my time doing. And so that's it now, like get up every day. And my goal is to, you know, albeit cheesy, my goal is to change the world, you know, one individual conversation at a time and to like allow people to explore honestly be honest with themselves and move in the direction that they, that they really think is best for them. That's, that's it. Man. I love that. I love that dude. <laughs> we, uh, we have a lot of similarities. Yeah. I actually just graduated college and I was a psychology major and I took, nice. I always was fascinated with the way people think and why they think the way they think. And, yeah. Nice. What I, do you, where are you, what direction are you heading now? Like, have you thought about like where, where are you taking that? Yeah. Yeah. So psychology for me, it was part like, you know, I wasn't a big college guy just in the first place, but the second thing, ask me questions on my own podcast. This is funny. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you bring a, bring a coach on. You're like, Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so psychology, my focus was in industrial organizational psychology to kind of figure out how to apply it to my business because I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I also yeah. liked figuring out just how people think, how people think, what made them tick the way they tick. And um, so I'm not applying it directly except for just in my daily life. Like I know a lot about particularly like shaping habits and like enforcement mm. and stuff and I like to like talk to people and I'm like, okay, like, where do you want to be? How can we get you there? And I just do that. It's just fun for me. Like, it's the thing that like gives me energy, which is kind of why I have this podcast. Cause I'm like, okay, what do you want to do? Who can we help you meet and how can we help you do it <laughs> to like get you going? And so that's amazing. Yeah. So I apply it just in my everyday life, but in terms of like professional career, the biggest way I'm applying it is this podcast of like, kind of doing a very similar thing to you but just not a one-on-one -on -one coaching more trying to build a community around it yeah yeah i mean but i i mean i appreciate you just sharing that much because it, what's interesting is that you're like ah, just using my day-to-day -day life but that's everything 
like what what doesn't exist in there you know and every interaction you have with anyone whether it's business podcast like your partner your family your friends like if you can bring some level of you know that toolkit that you like built from going to school for it that's a win doesn't have to be like direct a to b professional i don't think yeah yeah no i i completely agree and appreciate it so (laughs) hell yeah so what's changed the world one individual conversation at a time and that's kind of what keeps you up gets you going definitely awesome i love it i love it okay well let's jump into this is my favorite part of the podcast we get to talk about your dreams and your goals and mm. how we can help you get there so what are some of your dreams so it's funny i was like getting up this morning and i was thinking about i was thinking about this show and i was thinking about the title of the show and the mission and I was like, man, I have a real cheesy thought that I'm just going to just going to share here because it, it feels real. But, um, you know, I think it's always really important to have those big dreams. But I think it's also really what's really powerful is when you realize that um, every day that you act on the path to that dream, you are, you know, you're in the active verb living of it. Um, and there's no like destination there. and the, you get to experience those benefits as you're like on a day-to-day basis that you were acting in alignment with what that dream really is. So just maybe that is some like, hopefully some, some helpful context for whomever like listen to this and grabbing it. But, you know, in terms of like big stuff, um, I mean, I'm aiming, I really, I want, I want this coaching practice to just, uh, it's already growing in, in a really great way. And I'm just, I'm trying to get that to a great place, trying to like take care of all my clients the best I can. Definitely have ambitions to release a book eventually, uh, perhaps do my own podcast. Love to have you on at some point if that ever happens. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think, I think, I think what's the, the, the reason I was saying that was cheesy is because I think I'm kind of living it already. Like I'm, I'm in the day to day, action process of like the things that I had been wanting to do for years. Um, and that feels, that feels amazing. Those are, I don't know, hopefully, hopefully that's, uh, that answers it enough. Oh yeah, man. That's, that's great. I think it's always a great thing to, to ask somebody, Hey, what are your dreams and goals? What are the things that you want to do in life? And it's like, I'm doing them. (laughs) Yeah. Fantastic, man. That's what I want to hear. And that's also what I want my audience to hear because I'm like, those things that you want to do, like not only can they be done, but it's like you can start taking the steps and you can start getting the benefits of living in alignment with the things that you want now. Yeah. I appreciate that you said that. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And if I can just throw one more thing in there, that sounds, uh, I feel like it probably is a little, maybe it comes off as a little pessimistic, but I think it's very real is that, um, you know, you can, you can dream up and imagine anything you want to do. Um, and if you can create like an actual plan to get there, it becomes a lot more practical and you can really do it. But I think sometimes, um, you know, the analogy that I always think about is like, like Michael Phelps, like when he's swimming, um, only like every four strokes or so is he picking up his head to look at the wall um, and like where he's going. The rest, his head's down and he's just acting. Um, and I think it, that's like a good, you know, it, that's a good analogy for, you know, definitely think about where you want to be going and then just put your head down and do the thing on the day to day, because that's, that's actually what gets you there. If you live in the clouds too much, um, you know, you, the clouds move, <laughs> they change shape, they change form. Um, and you're going to find out that like, you know, if you, if you only live in that and not in the action in the day to day, um, you might even get to a dream that you didn't, you know, you don't love as much anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think about that often, uh, especially with clients. Yeah, no, I, I really appreciate that. I know. Um, I think I was really stuck in that, like living in the clouds and still get stuck in it to this day. Cause there'll be a lot of things that I'm like, maybe I don't enjoy going to my W2. Maybe I don't want to do this. Maybe I don't want to do that. You know, and it's easy to just, stay in daydream but it's like okay if i want a podcast with like a hundred thousand monthly downloads like 
well, I got to record the podcast, you know, so it's <laughs> I'm like start taking action on it and executing. And so, yeah, a big one. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, awesome. So what caused you to take the first step towards your, I guess, for you making the leap from like personal training to like your coaching? Yeah. So that's, um, I guess I left out part of the context before how I got into coaching is, is real vital here. Cause it's, it, it was like the, the catalyst I didn't realize was the catalyst. Um, so I was married and I went through like a, like a pretty traumatic divorce and it was, it was pretty nuts. And some, a, a close friend of mine who's a therapist and also a coach actually, um, he was just like throwing me positive psychology stuff and like coaching work and what, whatever else. Like, he's like, dude, just like soak this up. Like, this is a good time for you to like be surrounded by these types of mental frameworks and thoughts and ways to approach, you know, the shit you're going through. And, um, and so like, I kind of re I realized that simultaneously I was going, I was seeing therapist and I was like, wow, this, the coaching methodologies are so much more helpful for me than therapy, you know, it can vary and they have different applications. But at that time I was like, wow, this is, and I just, it just was like this thing where I said, you know what, I have this background in psychology. I've always like one of the jobs that I had back then, like early years was I worked in a special ed preschool. I worked in public school for a while. I like, I was always a mentor, with like young kids. There's always this like, and I was always managing people in different jobs. I've, I've ran a concert venue for like almost seven years. Oh, wow. in, on Long Island. It was crazy. Oh, that's a whole other, <laughs> it's crazy. But I was always like kind of working with people. And so that like psychological desire, that like thing never really disappeared. And so I was going through the divorce, realized like how much it was helping me. And I was like, I'm going to sign up and become a coach. And I was, I remember I had no couch. We got rid of the couch. My ex was in the bedroom. I was sleeping in a sleeping bag on the floor in the living room. And I was getting up at like 5 a.m. to do an international coaching course. Uh, that's like when I first started, like right in the midst of all that. Um, and then flash forward, I basically, I left the concert venue and I went into craft beer. I needed a job that was like a little less emotionally stressful because the venue stuff was like nuts. So uh, like I knew a lot of uh, people in the craft beer world. I did that. It was like a, a lot less insane uh, on my, <laughs> a lot less weight. Um, and so basically I knew that taking that beer job, this was a lily pad thing. I like had already like kind of the spark happened where I was like, I got to do this. I got to like figure out how to help people in a deeper way. Um, and so what's really strange is that, and I think most people, I, I'd be curious to hear stuff from you, but I think most people like some of the deeper, darker experiences you have, like for me, that divorce was this like light bulb of, you know, I don't know who I am right now. I don't know what I want. I don't know who I am without this person. We were together for 11 years. I didn't know anything about like what I was outside of being, you know, together with that person. Um, and so like this thing appeared where I was like, oh, this is what I really want to do. And I just felt drawn to it. Um, and so I, I, that sort of like those darker periods are very possible. Like after that, usually there is some light that shows up. So that was the inspiration. That was that's what got me into taking that first step to, to coach. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I love that. And I think that's a, that's a very common theme. And it's why I asked this question actually, because you know, that first step is so crucial because once you start catching that momentum, it's easy to go with it, but initially conquering that fear and taking that first step, it can paralyze you. And so, oh, yeah, um, yeah there's, always, there's always something I feel like that kind of triggers you that, makes you realize that the thing that needs to happen, the thing that you need to do, the thing that uh, some people put like called to do your purpose, what you feel is like your highest and best use basically um, is so much more important than the fear that's holding you back from doing it. I oh, think definitely. You realize that you can go for it. That's yeah. That's you. If I, I'll throw this on there just, just real quick too, cause maybe it'd be helpful for people to hear because I think what I was just describing, what you were just talking about, uh, that's, 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 I think that's most often the way people end up 
acting towards the stuff they really want to be doing. But what's awesome, and I work with clients on this all the time, is uh, actually doing, so like figuring out what you want to do, right? And people be like, there's no way I could do that, right? Unless there was a traumatic thing that goes like, oh, you have nothing else to, to do. Like, this is the direction you have to go. That's, a, that's what we're talking about. That's like example A. But B is, um, okay, cool. What's the simplest thing you could do today that you could knock out in five minutes that would like let you feel that you are moving in that direction, right? And it, it's like, make it so stupid laughable that like, if you were to not do it, you'd be screwing up like huge. There's, it's almost, it's harder for you to not do it than to do it, right? Like someone's like, I want to get in, like, I want to be fit. I want to be in better shape. I can't, like, this is, I've been dealing with weight my whole life and blah, 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 right? It's like, all right, how many, how many squats, how many air squats can you do today? It's like, I don't know, I could do like 50, I guess. All right, well, how many squats could you, definitely do today right and you'd be excited to get them done i could do 10 like that's easy great don't do any more than 10 just do 10 squats um and i think like that sort of like way of thinking takes like you said that paralyzing fear it eliminates that because you almost like laugh like there's no way i can't not to and what's wild is most people i had a guitar i had a client that was trying to get back into playing music a lot of emotional stuff that kept him from moving forward uh to like get back into what he was doing. Um, and so he just set a commitment, like, I'm just going to sit for five minutes a day with my guitar on my lap. Like that, that was the commitment. And it was crazy because we laughed about it and flash forward three months. And he's like giving guitar lessons. He's like back, he's like really back in it. And I, I don't know, I just wanted to share that other, that alternative way of looking at it, like make it so stupid small um, that the paralyzing fear, you know, it doesn't exist the same way. Yeah, I love that. It's actually a funny story. I read Atomic Habits by James Clear. Oh, James Clear, yeah. Which I think very, it's very similar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great. Uh, he talks about like just go to the gym for two minutes. Just go there, stay for two minutes, and then leave. Because then you become a person who like goes to the gym. He talks a lot about taking that really small first step. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just I love that concept because I. Um, I used to be really big on like night routine and like really strict on it. And I couldn't stay consistent with it. So I was like, all I'm going to do is open a book every night. I'm just going to open it. Then I'm going to close it. And then I'm going to go to sleep. And that led to me reading like two or three books, like two pages at a time. And I was like, that is the most consistent I've ever been. And it was just like, really, it was a cool thing. It was a cool thing. That's so good. That's so great to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I'm a big advocate of that. Uh, a smaller first step. I'm also a big advocate of like thinking big and going big, like 10x, 10x, but um, don't paralyze yourself. Yeah. Try to go too big. So, yeah, I think the, the, <clears throat> pardon me, the line that I always think about is like dream as big as you can dream and then act as small as you can act. Like yeah. keep that big thing, right? And then just, and then just get in the, like you'll, like you said, open the book. Cool. That's my intention. That's all I'm expecting to do. And that ends up like, I read like three books, man. Like just from my only goals, open the book. Um, Yeah. I think that's so powerful. Yeah. So um, yeah, I really like that idea. Okay. So um, if there were one or two people that you could meet right now, that would help you take the next step towards your highest priority goal that you talked about a little earlier, who would they be and how would they do it? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, Mm. you know what's funny is like so the first person that comes to my mind just because of the reach and the platform and the approach and like the listeners the like the the audience receptivity to information and and like real dialogue is rogan and he's like right in austin uh which is funny I didn't but know like, that, actually, yeah, yeah, he was because he was in LA. Uh, yeah, he's his his pocket. He lives in Austin now, and his podcast studio is in, or at least maybe writes out right outside of Austin. Gotcha. Yeah, but I mean, what's great is I think about like, well, that's you know, I would love to have a conversation about like what I'm up to. That would be like, that would give me the platform that I would be able to reach people to hear like the message I have, I guess. But at the same time, I'm also like, you know not prepared to, to be at that point in terms of like, uh, 
like the book isn't done, you know? And like, so there's like steps that have to go before that. So I don't know if meeting him right now and being able to do that would be, would be in the top, but let's leave it there for a second. We'll leave it there. Um, and then, Oh man, I don't know. I think, um, you know, I really wish I could have met Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish I could have met Bruce Lee. And like, what's fascinating is that it's uh, I'm not a martial artist. I have never practiced martial arts. It's not, it's not that that draws me to him. It's, it was the, like, he understood himself in a way that like, you don't really see people getting to that point, at least not until they're much older. And so his philosophies were so, you could feel how real the things were like that he would, that he would say, and like, he died young, he died young. Um, but you just like the wisdom there is just like, I think you can only get that from, from really spending time uh, being real with yourself, being honest with yourself and like, you know, yeah. Being more introspective. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Those are all right. Those are the two that come to me, at least in the moment. I feel that Joe Rogan and Bruce Lee, I guess I a little follow-up is, is there somebody who's maybe one or two steps ahead of you? in your dream or goal that you could meet that would help you take the next step that you know of. Got it. Yeah. That's a good one. I mean, you know, I would love to meet Brooke Castillo. I would love to meet Brooke Castillo. She's, um, she's a really impressive, both entrepreneur and, uh, and coach. She created the life coaching school. Um, and, she's created her own like coaching model and all her own curriculum and her own like sort of perspectives. And, and she's like, I mean, I don't know if it's technically the number one, but she's, she's definitely in the top three highest paid coaches like on the planet. And that's not like a big mission for me. Um, but what that says to me is like, you kind of figured it out. You figured it out. And I would love to say like, you know, to pick her brain that I would, and, and ask her what, what was her first step in like moving from like a small one-on-one coaching practice to like growing this, offering the school and creating this methodology and stuff. So yeah, Brooke Castillo for sure would, I, I think that totally fills that question. Awesome. Brooke Castillo. That's awesome. Okay. So now if you could name the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to help you accomplish your highest priority dream what would they be one or two things that everyday people can help me do or could could help me that everyday people can do to help you mm. so i was like maybe it, it may be like um calling you up and having a conversation it may be like shooting you referrals it may be like mm. book recommendations for you or something like what can everyday people do yeah i mean that's that's a good one i like that i like that i like that frame um, yeah, I think it's, um, okay. There's, there's, there's like two things that are coming to my mind. Number one, it's, it, you actually named it and it's, uh, you know, if, if we've ever had a conversation and you felt like supported, you felt like there was a space for you to explore the shit you really want to explore. And you had, you know, the, you felt, you walked away feeling empowered towards, you know, you walked away with something from a conversation we had, whether it was coaching related or just passing conversation, whatever. Um, yeah. Any sort of like referral, any, if you're like this person I'm in front of is struggling to do X, Y, Z or whatever, um, referrals coming to me, uh, mean the world. So that's like, that's, that's definitely like number one. The second thing, which is I'm going to take, I mean, I can't help it, man. I'm a coach. I'm going to take the, <laughs> the, the second thing that would be really the most helpful, the most helpful thing that people could do for me, for my, from like my dreams is to, uh, is to actually do nothing for me. And it's, um, it's to get more in touch with yourself like every, every, any, anyone that's, that's like listening and that we're like talking about, you know, you know, what could you do for me? It's, it's do the best thing you can for yourself. Cause that's like, 
whether I'm, whether I'm a, have a direct hand in, in this like sort of like personal mission to, uh, you know, let's say we, let's say evolve the, evolve the, uh, the, the consciousness of the planet, let's say, I don't know. That sounds too, a little too ethereal, but like, I think the best way we can get there is if everyone makes a commitment to live their highest possible aim, like do that for yourself. And that absolutely helps me. Um, like, yeah, I don't know. That's cause that's the goal anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> you're yeah. You're a coach. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, damn man. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I appreciate that. Cause Oh, yeah. I am also the same way. I love people just doing what's best for them. And that's what I'm there to help them do. Do what's best yeah. for them. So it's like, hell yeah. I'm right there with you. Okay. So now we're going to jump into that. our uh, thriving three. And these are like, okay. you know, three questions I like to ask people to figure out how they're thriving in life because I think thriving is an important thing. And if you can give any tips or tricks that maybe shine a light bulb for somebody in their life, that's what the goal is here. And so. First thing I'm going to ask you is what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Oof. All right. Maybe I'll do one of each. Uh, I'll knock them out. I mean, movie. Okay. They're all going to have, uh, I'll, they'll have different purposes. Cause like you could, we could categorize this whole thing and we can get really into the weeds, but um, okay. Favorite movie that probably did the most psychological uh offered me the, the the biggest change in perspective especially when it came out like uh i mean i was i was pretty young but the matrix the original matrix which is like coming back there's the new one that's coming i think like thanksgiving ish era like timeline november ish um but the original matrix just fuck just blew my mind uh at that time in my life and because that's how i i was feeling things like that and it articulated it for me so that i would say that's movie if i'm going and i'm going to stay like kind of like that that mindset of like what was the most impactful thing for me um um i'm gonna go i mean podcasts i really uh, um i really do love i love rogan's guests living i love what they bring to podcasts i love yeah come on we gotta get that we gotta (laughs) We gotta plug it, you know. I've been uh, I've been trying to get on living the dream podcast and talk to my man Timothy here. Um, no, but I mean, in all reality, the that's the only in my that's the only thing that separates you from like another podcaster of like when we think about like who has this crazy success. It's just what you were saying before. You just get up and you keep recording the podcast. Yeah, you just keep you you live the dream, you know. Instead of like you plan the dream, like you just live the dream, man. Yeah. Um. So cheers to that like that's I, I love that the other thing i was just i was thinking this is a weird one this is very this is probably person uh, not personal but personally for me uh probably one of the most influential books for me and there's a there's a shit ton that are coming to my mind but probably one that really um was helpful for me and i i think would be helpful for more people to go back to because of the state of the world in terms of instant gratification and easy access to everything and that creating the state of overwhelm or paralysis analysis because there's just so many options you could be anything you could do anything that's a that's a shit ton to think about and so i think the book that really helped me i I think i read it i was like a freshman in college maybe when i first read it was the paradox of choice by barry schwartz um i think it's barry yeah yeah and um man that because that book is not in it the intention was not what i grabbed from it it's just it's about consumerism right it's about like there's too many options and that creates a state of stress and fatigue and like is really having more options in the market you know better and that's kind of like the mission of the book i hope i'm doing it justice there but it's with everything uh, i think it's with uh, life choices it's you know partner choices it's uh, choices period like knowing that everything is possible can be like too much way too much um so i think that's like a really it's just like you figure out what is the best for you right now right you figure out what your evaluation system is and then you just do something in that direction because otherwise 
you're spinning tires and you wake up and you're 75 and you're like, shit, I've not done the things I wanted to do. Uh, I thought about too many different things. So I don't know. Yeah. Paradox of choice. Uh, that's a book that, that highly recommended for anyone that's like, that feels that sense of overwhelm. It gives you a nice perspective. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. I love it. And so what is one way you like to care for yourself? I think you've mentioned this earlier. I mean, I think exercise is probably a big one that came up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's good. You know, in the last couple, in the last like two years. Uh, so historically, I'd always answer it like, yeah, man, like um, Mark Twight. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's the, um, you remember the movie 300? Oh yeah. Yeah. So he was the, he was the lead trainer. He, he, he ran a facility uh, in the Midwest called Jim Jones. And um, he was a lead trainer for like that whole cast. That's why they like, they look fucking out of their minds, like crazy. (laughs) And I mean, he's done a a, a ton. He's worked with a ton of other, like, uh, you know, movie athletes and, uh, uh, he has a quote that like stuck with me for many, many years, which is, uh, punish the body to free the soul. And yeah, that's oh, good. And, um, so I would say historically for me, physical effort, once I figured out what it did, that was like my self-care. Cause I also I, like, I have a lot of, we could talk about, about the idea of self self-care in and of itself, but like it's like, don't, it wasn't the thing that I used to coddle myself or to take care of myself on a soft way. It was like, how do I bring out the best in me? That was the care I was looking for. And like, that's what fitness did for me. But I was going to say up until like the last two years, it's kind of shifted into more like breathing practices. Um, I was never good at meditating. You know, I want to talk about the value of it and all this like beautiful stuff. And, uh, I just couldn't, I couldn't do it, but I was like, Ooh, breath work. That's a physical action. That's like something I can like, I can get behind. I can mess with. And the benefits I experienced mentally, cognitively from that were huge. I would say that's probably my number one care routine or care action at this point, but and I still work out almost every day. So awesome. <laughs> that's there too. <laughs> I feel like so. Working out and breath work. That is something I've always, I could never get behind meditating. But yeah, somebody told me about like, kind of like focused meditation or like guided meditation or like, you know, some people just will literally focus on their breath. I had a professor who was like, I just try to take 10 deep breaths without thinking about any of the like, nuances throughout the day that I'm going to be dealing with and kind of keep a clear mind. He's like, I can only ever get to five. And, uh, it's just like something to, I don't know. So tell us a little bit more about yeah. your breath work and how it's like different yeah. from regular old meditation. Yeah. I would love that. Um, um, well, the first thing I would say is if anyone's interested in, because there's a million options, right? Like talking about how many options we have, there's a lot of, so I trying to like, trim the fat and like really uh, offer people something that's worthwhile. Best bang for your buck, I think is the James Nestor book, breathe, um, breathe, breath, breath. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is there an E on the end? I can't remember. Um, awesome book. Awesome book. He does a, a lot. He does a lot of uh, anthropological research and he talks about, he talks about like why we should be breathing more through our noses and less through our mouths. Uh, Cause it not only changes the, the composition of the air we're breathing in, but what we can do with it. It also changes the shape of our mouth. And like, that's why we, we have a lot of dental problems in Western cultures. Cause we're all mouth breathers. And this is a million things that you could consider from that book. And that's great. Great place to start. If you're interested, he also offers like specific exercises and stuff. Um, but practically speaking in terms of like what I do, what I think about, um, it's a couple different methods that I like kind of cycle through depending on the need best way I love to start. And it's such a good way. Like what you were just saying, try to focus on 10 breaths. Uh, I would even go right. Like we're talking about before shrink it even more. I would focus on one breath and, um, 
a great place to start is just using your nose. Don't use your mouth. Take as long, slow, and full of a breath in through your nose as possible. And then let it out as slow as you can possibly let it out. Like squeak an air out of your nose. Um, there is also, now that I'm thinking about it, Brian McKenzie was like a big CrossFit coach um, that has launched uh, this company called Shift Adapt. I think that's what it's called. Um, and on his website, you can do this like kind of timed trial test um, to see what breathing protocols are, are best for you. But anyway, the point is breathe as slow as you can through your nose out. And what I find is even just doing one breath of that, it's, you know, it can take, it can actually take like up to 60 seconds. Um, to be surprised how slow you can release air through your nose, just get like comfortable and do that. Just that practice, that one process alone is enough that you realize all you've been thinking about for the last 60 seconds is this breath. Um, because you're so focused on doing a specific thing with it. So that I would say like, that's a great place to just like begin to like kick around. And then um, Wim Hof, Wim Hof breathing um, is, is really cool. And he's obviously pulled a lot from, from old Eastern culture and culture practices and philosophies, but basically you're doing like 30, big rapid breaths, full breaths in and in and out. His, he's using mouth breathing to, uh, to sort of like, so whatever we can get nerdy about like what that does, but right. You're doing like 30 breaths big. And then on the 30th breath, you release all the air and then you hold your breath for as long as you can. Right. With after the exhalation. So you have no air in you. Um, and there's like a bunch of really cool scientific reasons why that's good uh for you right like autophagy like cell you have cells sort of like cleaning out the other like bad dead cells and um there's like a a, a hormonal benefit to it there is this chemical composition benefit to it it like changes some of the ph of your blood there's all this like really cool stuff some of it's like more supported than others by by like really good clinical research but there's a lot of i mean the dude he was like all right man shoot inject me with e coli and i'll be fine um and he was like he like fought off in on video it's it, you could definitely watch that i mean he was also taunting people at the beginning of the pandemic he's like go ahead shoot me with with fucking covid right now let's do this and <laughs> no one took him up on it um <laughs> but he was like i'll be fine but because he was like the 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 mental control and the immune the immune response that you can create from this breathing practice is superior to this bug or whatever but I digress from all that. The important thing is, right? He was like, when we talk about letting go of that air and holding, let's say, for 90 seconds without breathing, that's probably the biggest uh, technique that really shaped why I love breath work is because you realize how complete you are without anything. You got nothing in you. You have no air. And you realize how peaceful that is um, and how like whole you can feel with having nothing, you know, and you bring that into your day to day and that changes what you feel like you need. Um, you know, uh, old friend of mine used to say like, you know, you already have everything you need. You're just creating more of what you want. You know, like that's, that was like his kind of like, so yeah, I don't know. I would say Wim Hof, if you're, if you know, just check him out, it's really simple, but I can explain. It's just literally 30 breaths through the mouth in and out big full breaths. And then on the 30th one, you're going to do a, a full exhale and then just hold, uh, start with, start with trying to do it for like 30 to 60 seconds and just like notice what happens. Uh, is Wim Hof that dude who like just does crazy, um, like really extreme, like not oh, exercise, yeah. but just like he'll go into like extreme weather. Like, I think I saw a video where he like dove into freezing water and swam for like longer than you're supposed to because of. Yes. Yeah. He's got like a bunch of records. I mean, his story is unreal. His yeah. story is unreal, man. Talk about what I was saying before with my divorce being a, a catalyst. Um, his wife committed suicide. And I think that was the catalyst for him to like, I, I think I've probably romanticized the story and I'll, so I'll like change parts of it. I, I can't remember exactly, but essentially it drove him to just wanting to be out in nature more. And he was just like 
figuring out this breathing practice where he could just go out into the Alps and just, cause he, he's, uh, he's Dutch. He's Dutch. I think, uh, he's like, go out in the Alps, um, and just like survive with whatever was on his back. Yeah. He's done like marathons up mountains, like with nothing but shorts on, like no footwear, nothing. Um, he's done some crazy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's all from breath control. It's all from, it's all from the, the mental. I mean, I, I don't know. I think some of it's really hard to like empirically measure, but yeah. Yeah. He's you a know, super, he's a super beast. <laughs> it's so funny that you're mentioning breath work so much. I don't know if you're an anime guy, but whoever is listening out there that is an anime person, if you've watched Demon Slayer, there's this thing that they call total concentration breathing. And it's how they are like, um <laughs> it's total anime total fiction but it's how this. they are like going from you know just hu everyday humans that can just do like normal physical tasks to like super speed and like being able to like sling their sword and like just train really hard and it's just total concentration breathing i was like you know i've heard a lot of stuff about breathing and i'm like i don't know if it can make you travel at super speed but I think it has, there's something to do with breathing and you're like validating. <laughs> so anyway. I love this. No, yeah. no, don't anyway that. That's amazing. Um, when like, when, an, I mean, dude, I mean, anime just holds a lot of truths in it. So <laughs> it I'm not even a big one. My girlfriend's big. Uh, I mean, she, you know, she got me into like the classic, like Miyazaki type stuff. Um but that's like a, that's a whole different world of like of anime, I guess. <clears throat> um, but yeah, no, it holds it holds the truth. What what is it called? Demon Slayer? Yep, it's Demon Slayer. The second season is actually out right now. So if you get hooked, you won't be left on that cliffhanger after the first season. <laughs> Dude, yes, Demon Slayer, power breathing. I got it. Yeah, yeah. Or folk. What is it called? Total yeah. total. It's total concentration breathing is how they translate it in the English subtitles. I love it. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to do some investigating. Yeah. It's really cool. They were like, cause you have the beginning. This is so nerdy. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's great. You got the, you got the beginner demon slayers who are kind of like, they've mastered their breathing to a certain level so they can perform at a certain level. But then you have the guys like at the top and he was like, he was bleeding and he coached a beginner through like clinching the like cell so he can stop the bleeding with his breathing. Yes. And it was just like, I, I just, yeah. I want this to be true. And it is <laughs> like, kind of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is, yeah, that's amazing. I mean, that's the next, you know, Wim Hof, if you should be listening to this, we're trying to see you stop your, uh, your, yourself from a, a bleeding wound. That's what we're trying to stay. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, <Exactly>. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I guess the uh, last question is, what is one action step that you can take right now? Uh, and we'll add a contingency here to either um, continue like accomplishing your dream or meet the people you need to meet to like take that next mm. step. Like I said before, I guess, like I'm kind of living, living the dream, like by doing the actions I need to do on a day to day in a lot of ways, I think this is, this is, this is, this certainly qualifies as one of them. I'm on a podcast talking to someone who has like a really similar worldview in terms of uh, spreading a, you know, a certain mission and message. So like that's, I'm doing that action now, I guess, but after this, um, let's see, what do I need to do? How can I, how can I connect with the people I need to connect with? I think it's just this, man. I think it's, um, I'm going to try to full circle this. You were saying before, like, I'm not, I'm not doing anything specific with my, uh, with my psychology degree, you know, not like directly. Uh, you're like, I'm just living it in my day-to-day -day life. And like, I'm going to bring that back in here to say like, that's what I'm, that's my action step is like, how can every single day, how can I show up with the tools um, with the empathy, with the, the tolerance for other human beings, with the, you know, the, the, 
remembering of this like bigger vision that I have for myself, how can I just show up in every conversation with that? Like, that's the tiny action step. I think that's really important. It's like this conversation, every conversation I take part in today, whether it's with my clients or with like, you know, the fucking super nice person at the coffee shop that I'm hopefully going to, you know, I'm going to grab a cup of coffee in a little bit. And like, just, yeah, practicing, practicing like the daily discipline of showing up so that uh, there's less pressure on there to be this like one magic moment. And instead there's like millions of them. Um, yeah, that's, that's it. That's my commitment here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that is awesome. I love it. I love it. And, um, is there anything else you want to talk about before we sign off? I mean, nothing, nothing crazy. Uh, I guess just, you know, if, I mean, if anyone's interested, can I, I don't, can I, can I just share like my, uh, my personal work or whatever? Yeah. Do it. Cool. Yeah. I mean, if anybody's interested in like hearing more about what coaching could be like, um, you know, definitely check out my website. I'm sure it'll probably be somewhere in the notes or whatever, but it's just ericbedellcoaching.com. Um, be happy to have a, you know, free discovery chat with you if you're interested and just having a conversation, just talking some things through. Um, totally into that. Definitely putting together, I'm going to be doing like a probably a much larger group uh, coaching program that'll be launching in, a, in probably the end of 2022. So I'll be putting updates on that. And um, I'm in the process right now of building out my own uh, coaching model that hopefully will will become uh, something that other coaches can be taught to use and other people can be taught to use on their own time and their own lives to help them achieve what it is they're really after. So I don't know. That's it. And I, I'm just super grateful for the, for the experience at chat and like being able to learn more about anime and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and connect with you and like, you know, learn what you're up to. And um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just super uh, appreciative. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I appreciate having you on. And you guys heard him. If you were listening to this show and you liked anything he had to say, feel free to reach out, chat with him. I'm sure he'd love to chat with you and keep uh, keep an eye on what he's doing because I think he's out here to help you become the best version of yourself and help your friends become the best version of themselves. So if you know anybody, send them Eric's way. And uh, if you're listening to the podcast also, go ahead and rate it five stars on iTunes. If you're, there we go. If you do four, I'll forgive you, but <laughs> preferably five. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, guys say what you think, leave reviews, give me criticism because I like to hear from you and hear about what you want to experience. So Eric, thank you for coming on the show guys. Thank you for listening and we're out. Thank you. Appreciate it. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.